Hello everyone, this is Gary Naylor. My original intention for this podcast was to elaborate even further on this matter of feminism. And we certainly will touch on that. But there is something that Yahweh showed me just within the last couple of days that is really and truly amazing. And I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. It's something that man has never seen before in 6,000 years. It's something that is actually addressed in the book of Revelation, a book that I don't go to very often, although there are teachings on the website concerning the book of Revelation, and you uh, could certainly benefit by going to the website and finding those. But I'm going to reveal something to you that has never before been seen by man. And it was a wonderful thing for Yahweh to show me. But before I do so, I'm going to quote a couple of scriptures from Ecclesiastes. You've probably heard me say them before. And these will play a very important part in what I'm going to share with you. In Ecclesiastes 1.9, it says this, That which has been is that which will be, and that which has been done is that which will be done. So there is nothing new under the sun. And then in chapter 3, verse 15, it has a like message. It says, That which is has been already, and that which will be has already been. For God seeks what has passed by. And again, I'm very eager to share this with you, but let me share with you one other thought. When Yahweh God was not going to go into the promised land with the sons of Israel, Moses appealed to him by saying, Let me know your ways. I want to know your ways. With that, Yahweh repented and decided to go with them into the promised land. And it also says that Moses knew Yahweh's ways, and the sons of Israel knew his acts. Folks, there's a world of difference between knowing the ways of Yahweh and knowing the acts of Yahweh. I've said this before, and it's sadly true. Christianity is about as deep as spilled milk. There are some who have taught some wonderful truths that I've benefited from. Reese Howells, wonderful truth. But they don't know what Yahweh is going to do. They have no idea, and people come up with such bizarre and crazy things as to what the end times are going to be and all of this. And they have no concept whatsoever of a bride, body, and a bride. The Daniel's 77s, they blow completely. And they prove that man, even Christian man, even kingdom man, lives in darkness. It is Babylonian confusion. But you're going to learn something here that removes this stigma of blindness and gives insight like has never been given to us before. 
Before I share it, though, it is critical that we again look at this matter of male-female, which was my original intention for a podcast. If you're going to understand God, if you're going to understand the ways of God, you have to look at things governmentally. You have to understand the bones, if you would, the ways of God and what he's doing. And as we read in those passages, it's replicable. That which has been is that which will be. Let me ask you a unique question. Who has authority? Does God the Father have authority over man? Or does man have authority over God? You may say, you know, that's a very foolish question, Gary. Well, hang on. So who tells who what to do? Does God tell man what to do? Or does man tell God what to do? Well, if you're charismatic, you may follow with the last one, trying to tell God what to do. It's a terrible offense that they carry out. But the fact is that God the Father has the male role and all creation has the female role in relation to him. Folks, you cannot overemphasize this matter of male and female. In fact, it is thrown out. Homosexuality is rampant, and Christians are offended by it. And yet they let women teach and exercise the authority of a man. Your sin is greater than homosexuals when you do that. I'll explain further, and hopefully you'll understand. So when the father is the male and who has the right to rule and the right to govern. And we, in our relationship with him, are female, the created. He has the right to instruct us in all things, and we have an obligation to heed him. And let's look at this in another way. When you have parents, particularly the father of the home, who has authority? Is it the parents or is it the children? When it comes to authority, obviously the parents are in the masculine role. They have a right to rule over the children. The children in that case would be in the female role. Now, I'm not saying they're female, they're male and female, but still the masculine rules over the feminine. That's the way it has to be. And so why today... Is there so much confusion when men are to rule over the female, over the wives? And when it's not that way, it is absolute corruption. Isaiah 3.12 says, O my people, their oppressors are children, and women rule over them. O my people, those who guide you lead you astray and confuse the direction of your paths. And getting another flavor of this truth in 1 Timothy 2, starting with verse 9, we read, Likewise, I want women to adorn themselves with proper clothing, modestly and discreetly, 
You notice it didn't say for men and women to dress modestly and discreetly because the problem lies with women. They have an iniquity, a vanity. Continuing, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly garments, but rather by the means of good works, as is proper for women making a claim to godliness. A woman must quietly receive instruction with entire submissiveness. Entire submissiveness. I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. For it was Adam who was first created and then Eve. And it was not Adam who was deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. Some women may not like that being pointed out, but if you want to be wise, you better learn that the male is given the authority to lead and to not be deceived. Now, that doesn't mean that all men are without deception, because they are. But in the broader principle, it is the man who rules the home and the woman who obeys her husband. As the scripture says, be like Sarah, who called her husband Lord. This is the government of God. The woman was the one who was deceived. Adam was not. We've also found out in the podcast titled The Father's Unfaithful Wife that Satan is actually in a female role in relation to the father. She is actually his wife. And it is through the serpent being cast down to the earth or the sperm being cast down to the egg that we have these bodies today these wretched bodies, and we've talked about this before, and I won't elaborate on it now. But we find that Satan, and this is a very important point, because it's going to relate directly to what I'm going to be sharing with you that I've said has never been seen before. It is a very relevant point that Satan, the wife of the father, went to Eve. She did not go to Adam. She went and deceived Eve. And the scripture says Adam was not deceived. But he did listen to the voice of his wife. And for that reason, he was cursed. But I want you to notice this pattern. If that which has been is that which will be, and that which has been done is that which will be done, then we're going to find the replication of this pattern. And we better be wise. And I'm reminded here of the two verses where actually wives are compared with the devil. You say, where is that in the Bible? Well, let's begin in 1 Timothy 3.11. It says this, wives must likewise Be dignified, not devils. That's the word diablos. Not devils, but temperate, faithful in all things. 
And in Titus 2.3, it likewise says older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not devils, nor enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good. Why am I saying all of this? Well, number one, it reveals what's going on in society today. When we look at the world and we see the women's rights movement, keep in mind that these women are actually just carrying out the will of Satan, leaving their place, their feet depart from home. These are all the things that have to do with the harlotous woman. I wish you could get the bigger picture. Satan is female in his relationship with God. And if he wants to corrupt society, or if she wants to corrupt society, the best way that she can do it is to get society to do what she did against the father. And that is to rebel and to leave her place. That is exactly what feminism is today. It is nothing short of doing the will of Satan, rebelling against authority, taking the place of the man. I do not know if I can adequately impact you with this matter of the utter corruption of mankind that is brought about by the women's rights movement. Folks, 3,000 babies in America alone are killed every day because of the women's rights movement. They demand equal rights, and the reality is they want to rule over the man. I wish you could get it in your understanding that what women are doing today is inspired wholly by Satan. It is rebellion. It says in the scriptures that Satan was thrown into the abyss and sealed over him so that he would not deceive the nations any longer. Let me tell you, his goal is to bring chaos and rebellion against God. And the way he, she does it is to get women to abandon their place, just like the angels did. They abandoned their place. The women's rights movement is nothing short than the fruit of the angels who abandoned their place. There is no difference. Feminism that we know today is rampant at this time. There's never been a time in history in which feminism is more in your face and rampant. And it is something that is happening before the coming of Emmanuel. Satan is corrupting mankind. You can say, well, how about rock music and things like this? Let me tell you what. Feminism is the driving force of all of this. 
in its rebellion. Started in the 60s with rebellion and then the 70s. And it is rampant today. Now, having said this, I'm going to bring to you a truth that has never been seen before. Today, we have completed 6,000 years of mankind, and we are on the threshold of the millennial reign. We are in the new millennium right now. You can't have a bride being established without it being in the millennium. But let's look at Satan and what's going on. I'm going to read from Revelation 20. It says, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. That's what we can expect in the days before us. And he threw him into the abyss and shut it and sealed it over him, so that he would not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were completed. After these things, he must be released for a short time. Just recently, I was meditating on this whole aspect of Satan being released for a short time. I was deeply puzzled. And this was being brought forth at the forefront of my thinking. And it puzzled me that why would you have a pattern of 7,000 years? In other words, you'd have 6,000 years leading up to the millennial reign. Then you have the millennial reign, the seventh period of 1,000 years. And then you have Satan being released for a short time. My awareness at that point was, hold it. This is greatly profound. And for this to take place, there has to be a testimony somewhere in the scriptures where we see the same thing. There has to be the that which has been is that which will be. Are you understanding this now? What we just considered is that which will be. There has to be a that which has been. And I thought, there, there is nothing that this little sliver of time in which Satan was released. I thought, I've never seen a sliver of time that would testify to that. And I was laying there pondering, what could this mean? Where was it foreshadowed? And boom, suddenly I knew. Do you know what it is? I can tell you this. When you understand it, it's going to be very revealing. It's going to be revealing in the ways of God, and it's going to be revealing as to what feminism is. You will recall that in the garden, Adam and Eve were tempted by Satan. Now, the question is, how long were Adam and Eve in the garden before tempted by Satan? Steve Jones, in his book, Secrets of Time, he has a wonderful timeline, a very, very accurate timeline concerning God's works. But he has a problem with it. 
He has a very grave flaw. I didn't see the flaw myself. It was another man who pointed it out to me. The flaw is he begins the Jubilee periods. He calls them Jubilee periods. They're more accurately Jubilee waiting periods. He begins the count from the creation of Adam as though Adam was created and boom, he failed. No. But what Steve has to do in order to correct this whole timeline, he finds that he gets up to Yeshua's crucifixion and it's not going to work. And what he has to do is insert seven years in there and it's totally bogus to insert seven years of time. The reality is the whole timeline goes forward those seven years. What does it mean then? It means that Adam and Eve were in the garden seven years before they failed, before the temptation. Then this is very important to understand. Seven is a very significant number. And they were in the garden seven years before Satan tempted them. So what we find then is that there were seven years in which there was no sin. Satan wasn't even there to tempt them, obviously. They didn't have any children. But they walked in the garden with pureness and doing right. Then Satan was released, if you would, after seven years. And he went to Adam and Eve and tempted them. They failed. They yielded to the temptation of the devil. And they failed and were cursed. Adam and Eve were cursed and Satan was cursed. And of course, Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden. Now I ask you, don't you see the pattern? Seven years they were in the garden. After seven years, Satan came into the garden and tempted them and they failed. And they were kicked out of the garden. In the book of Revelation, what do we see? We see that after the millennial reign, Satan is released for a short time to what? To deceive the nations. Once again, in Revelation 20, picking up in verse 7, it says this. When the thousand years are completed, the thousand-year millennial reign, Satan will be released from his prison and will come out and deceive the nations, which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together for the war. The number of them is like the sand of the seashore. And they came up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And fire came down from heaven and devoured them. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are also. And they will be tormented day and night for an age upon an age, something to that effect. It's for an age. It's not forever and ever. This is a 
incorrect translation. It's for a period of time. Time is an age. That which has been is that which will be. That which has been done is that which will be done. Folks, when Satan went into the garden after seven years and tempted Eve for a short period of time, it was a pattern of what is going to happen after 7,000 years of time. When Satan was allowed to go to Adam and Eve after seven years, we find here that Satan is allowed to go to the nations once again after 7,000 years. What happened in the garden is going to happen again for mankind. Satan is going to be released and he's going to deceive the nations. Now, I'm going to suggest to you that the deception that he brings, although this is laid out as though it's some kind of a war, listen, the book of Revelation is a parable. They are not literal wars and literal physical things. These are parables. If Satan deceived Eve and caused her to sin, the woman, and if what we see going on today, Satan knowing his time is short, knowing his time is short, what is he doing to the nations now? He is deceiving them with feminism. He is deceiving the woman that she's the head and not the man anymore. She's going to be equal to the man, which is no difference than Satan wanting to be equal to God. Are your eyes opening? It's the same thing. Folks, feminism is the complete deception of Satan so as to effect the destruction of mankind and to bring rebellion against God. If he can get the women to rebel against the men, then there's rebellion against God. And so after 7,000 years, because we still have 1,000 years in front of us, we're at 6,000, he's going to be bound, Satan, she, is going to be bound in chains and and locked away. And when he, she comes out and he, she is going to deceive the nations, will he do anything different than what he's done in the two cases already? He is once again going to deceive the nations and cause the female to rebel against God. But here's the wonderful thing. With the first temptation of the woman and her failure, man was cursed at that time and the earth was cursed. And they were kicked out of the garden. That was, if you would, a first bird experience. And when I say first bird, What I'm talking about is Leviticus 14, where the first bird was killed over running water. Its blood was drained into an earthen bowl. And then there was a second bird that was out in the open. The second bird was dipped into the blood of the first bird and released alive. 
It's a principle of the first and second birds. The first bird is a type of death and loss. It had to die. But the second bird is dipped in the blood of the first bird, the first bird paying the price, and then the second bird can be released alive. You got the same thing going on now. When Adam and Eve sinned and listened to the voice of Satan, and her feminism corrupted the rest of mankind, man not being deceived, she listened to Satan And so, yes, they were a first bird that had to die. But this time is different. It's the same thing, but in a larger pattern. The first was seven years, and this one is seven 1,000-year periods. But it's the exact same thing where Satan is released to deceive mankind again and he doesn't have a new plan his plan is always the same go to the woman deceiver it worked in the garden it's working in the nations right now destroying them yeah we've got a thousand years they'll forget all about this and on the other side i'll take them back to the feminism and i'll get the woman the female work to not obey and rebel and what's going to happen Well, it's going to be a different story this time. We just read that the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire in brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are also. And then we go on to read in verse 11, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat upon it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled away and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne. And books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books, according to their deeds. And... (laughs) I emphasize deeds because I get so tired of Christians thinking that it's all by grace and it's all by faith. Yeshua is going to judge according to deeds. Like he said concerning your words, he said, be careful what you say. By your words, you're justified and by your words, you're condemned. You will be held accountable for every careless word. Those are deeds. And then continuing in verse 13, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it and death And Hades gave up the dead. In other words, all the people who were asleep, all the people who were dead, they all came back. Hades gave up the dead, which were in them, and they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Number one, for you wrath people, you literal thinkers, instead of governmental thinkers, and I can't go into it now, you'll have to find it on the website. The lake of fire has God's title in it, theos. It is purification. It is cleansing. It is not eternal punishment. 
you don't throw hell, which Christians think, Hades, which Christians think is suffering and tormented. And they think also that the lake of fire is hell. So how is it that Hades is being thrown into the lake of fire? Pray tell. It's not some terrible, eternal wrath judgment. That is total lies. They were thrown into the lake of fire for purification, and that's what Yahweh will do. And I can't get into that from here forth. But I can tell you this. If Satan deceived the woman, and if Satan is deceiving women today, it is very, very likely when he's released after 7,000 years, he will do the same thing. He will deceive the weaker feminine nature. Again, getting back to where I began, it is the male that is equivalent to God, and the female is equivalent to creation. You understand that? As male, the father, rules over mankind, so male, the male, the man, rules over the woman. I wish you would get it in your head. All of this feminism, all of this women's rights movement, all of this equality garbage, 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 is nothing less than the rebellious spirit of Satan. Women becoming preachers, women trying to advance in business, women abandoning the home, women having the right to vote. You want to put a label on that, who that belongs to? Just put on there, Satan. Every bit of that is nothing less than a rebellion of Satan against the order of God. And Yeshua will put an end to it. And if Yahweh will anoint this guy, I will be a refiner's fire and fuller soap, and I will call it what it is. If Yahweh will give me a platform to speak. Folks, open your eyes. Call a spade a spade. Call feminism what it is. It's rebellion. And it is wrong. The immodesty of women. Tempting man. It is wrong. It is patriarchy that is of God. Did you know that in the Old Testament and the New Testament, when God numbered the people, he only numbered the men. So when they fed 5,000, everybody thinks they fed 5,000 people. No, go read it again. They fed 5,000 men, and they fed 4,000 men. God always numbers the men. He does not number the women. He numbers headship. That's governmental headship. And when women are trying to take the place of the man, they are being nothing less than the devil. He used the message in the garden. He's using it today. It is Satan. It is worse than rock music or whatever kind of music you want to call rap music. doesn't matter. Probably the greatest sin there is on the earth today is where women are trying to take the place of the man because they are identifying with Satan 
in a way in which trumps everything else. And Jezebel needs to be pushed out the window. We saw it in Hillary by the guy by the name of Donald John Trump. John is the kingdom. And what we need to see today, though, is for Yahweh to pour out his spirit and bring the fulfillment of what Trump prophesies. He's actually quite encouraging the way he is. And people won't like this message either. But I guarantee you one thing. It will prevail. Because it's not by man, it's by God. And he will not fail. It is ordained that the Elijah company will prepare the way for Emmanuel. And they will succeed. How can you be so confident, Gary? Because the first remnant paid the price. Because Adam and Eve and everybody since then has paid the price. Has paid the price. This is where we are today, folks. What I just shared with you, no man has ever seen before. It is from the Father. He is revealing his truth. And it's going to get in the face of people. Because they're doing wrong and they don't even know it. They think what they're doing is good. Churches are committing harlotry with the world. Putting women in the pulpit. Priesthood is with the man, not the woman. This is the way of Yahweh. I hope you've appreciated this message. This teaching. And I hope you will apply it to your life. And ladies... Get out of your pants. Get back in dresses. Get the cosmetics, cosmos, Avon, which means iniquity. Get all of that off your face. Quit committing harlotry with the world. Let your feet stay at home and not be like the harlot whose feet never stayed at home. I can't wait for Yeshua to come and clean up this mess. It is so absolutely corrupted. If you want to ascend and be with Yeshua, ladies, quit being a Jezebel and practice righteousness and not be of this world. And men, be godly men. Put on robes of righteousness and do what's right. We look to the Father to fulfill His Word. And may He send His Holy Spirit and prepare us for the coming of Emmanuel. Amen.